Welcome to the Living Word Assemblies of God Toronto podcast. As the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yes, it is the complete human experience. So relax and re-energize yourself with this powerful word. See if we could let, you know, everybody come to church one Sunday naked. Everybody. Because, because the dresses and all those things, they are from the underworld. You know, somebody is preaching and said, you know, so the pastor went to the church that way. So I wanted to, you know, see if I could, you know, be naked today so that this. <laughs> I just know if I. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to celebrate so I guess with you. <laughs> so we are, we, are, we are celebrating Raptors. All right. Uh, how many of you want to celebrate Raptors with us? All right. Last one. The Christians. I was, I was wondering, I was wondering, you know, Father's Day, trying to celebrate and looking at what we can do. And then, you know, with, God, with, with what God has done for us, you know, as a country. So I, I tried to just look at what is, what is in the Word. So I look at, you know, what is in the Word. Pick up your bulletin and, and look at the message side. What is in the Word, Raptors? So I said, you know, if you want to be, if you want to be victorious and be a champion, you know, be, be like the Raptors. So what, what does the R mean? R means real Real and real means be you. No, so you have to be you in life. If you want to be a champion, it will take time, it will take a lot of sacrifice. You need to pay a lot of price, but you need to be you. You need to be real, you. And then, A is attitude. You have to be very positive. You may go through ups and downs, challenges, and defeats, but you don't have to give up. You have to build a mental, a positive mental attitude, and then you have to persist. Persist here, I mean, never give up. That, but friends, you have to understand that it, one is not enough. So you need, to, you need to make sure that you belong to a team. It takes a team to build things up. And the, the victory we have experienced and we are seeing took a team. And then the O is obey. You know, obey who? Your superiors, obey your peers, obey your subordinates, obey your opponents. So, and then the R is relate. Relate well with yourself and relate well with everybody. And then be secure. Be secure in you and then believe in you. Now, one interesting thing happened during one of their matches. When, when the Warriors lost their, their... When they lost Durang, right? When he fell down and then he got hurt. You know, all the, the crowd, they were cheering. But watch something that happened. The players on the field, they told... They were, they were telling them... To st- because, see, sometimes in life... If you're not very careful in sports, sports is a game. But what happened to the opponent could happen to any of our guys. And they understand. 
I pray that in ministry, I pray that in, in this church, we'll also do the same thing, especially when it comes to the men. There are some men who may, no, may not be stronger than others. Things may happen to them, but we are here. Let's see ourselves as a team. Let's build one another. Let's hold one another's up. Don't, don't rejoice when your brother is hurting or is suffering. Don't think that you are too spiritual. I get what I'm saying. All right, so let's go, Raptors, go. Can I pray now? All right, Father, we thank you for today. We pray that, Lord, you will guide us. You speak to us, Lord, as we celebrate Father's Day. Help us, oh God, to know what you want us to do. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Let your word this morning, Lord, come without any distraction by the power in the name of Jesus. Can I hear amen? amen. Now, this morning, I'm continuing with the series because remember the Mother's Day. I spoke on the fact that um, Mother's Day, God wants us to always do something, always submit. Now, God has something for fathers too on Father's Day. Always love. All right? No, we are serving a God who loves us. This God cares for us. So, what is in the word love? Now, look at your bulletin. Don't throw your bulletin away because we are going through the bulletin. Now, what is in the word love? Now, so for all fathers and then for men, if you want to show your wife, your children, that you love them, you care about them, look at the word. The, the first letter L means listen. I mean, if, if you want somebody to know you love the person, just listen. Pay attention, listen. Don't interrupt. And then, what you need to do as listening, you don't just, don't, just don't have to listen, but listen by observing. You know, make sure you're observing the person, noting what is happening. And then, the third thing you need to do inside the word love is value. Let the person know that it's very important to you. So what? Mother, we saw the skit. You know, sometimes if you don't do it and the, the child does not get the coach to do it, then the child will fall out of the way. But it's our primary responsibility to do it for them. So value them. And then above all, as men, if you want to love your wives, love your children, please exhort them. Lift them up. Yeah, lift them up. And, and these are some of the things that shows that you love them. So the word love is not just something you think about. It's something you do. Can I hear amen from the men? Yeah, yeah, today is for the men. So it's Father's Day. So we are just encouraging the fathers to do nothing less but love. Let's go to the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 5, 23 to 33. And then Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 11. The final scripture will be 1 Peter 3, 7. It's not in the bulletin. You can write it down. The Bible says, husband, love your wives. And I think we all should read it together. So it doesn't sound like pastor alone did it. Shall we go? Ready, go. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Let's continue. In the same way, to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Let's continue. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see 
that she respects her husband. Let's go to Philippians chapter number 2. The Bible says, have this mind. Let's read. Ready? Go. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Project First Peter 3 and verse 7. Just the verse 7. Okay, verse 1 to 6 talks about the woman, but don't, don't let us go to the wife. The Father's Day. So if you can give us First Peter 3, 7. First Peter 3, 7. All right. First Peter 3, 7. First Peter, 1 Peter 3, 7. Verse 7. Husbands, let's all read. Ready, go. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together for the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. God don't want our prayers to be hindered. There are three things that loving always does. There's no other person you can compare your love to than Christ Jesus. So we are looking at how Jesus did it. How did Jesus manifest love for us? How did he do it? First of all, look into your bulletin. Number one, love as Christ loved the church. You see, love as Christ loved the church. So love is unconditional. What, what did he do? What is the kind of love that Jesus manifested? The love is unconditional. Love that Jesus shows is sacrificial. Love that Jesus gives is eternal. Love is God, and God is love. Now, God's love is Christ. So if you want to look at how God loves you, just look at Christ. He gave him. He gave himself to us. It's Jesus. It's not about, it's not about something that other man has done or your mother, your grandfather has done. All those ones are good examples. But the ultimate example is Christ. So how did Jesus love the church? Look at it. Jesus gave himself completely to the church. He did it. So Jesus gave his very life, his very soul, will, emotion, and intellect, position, power, right. He gave his right. Now, sometimes if you're a man and you want to live the life that Christ lived, you want to behave like Christ, the people around you will not understand you. But those same people, one day will come and then ask you how you did it. They'll think that you're a fool. When Jesus was walking on this earth, people thought he was a fool. At a point, people said, look, if you know you are God, if you know you are God, if you know you are the man, do something. And I said, yeah, because I'm a man, man, in the sight of God, that's why I'm not fooling. Some of you will get it after we are done. So Jesus did it. He gave up his right. He died. He paid the price. He put on humility. He became like a servant. He became a man. He was God. 
he became at a point, it was like he was without any reputation. Like without any respect. And sometimes men can walk at home, walk at home. You do everything you need to do. And yet it seems like you don't have the respect that you need to get. And yet you are the man. Don't give up. No, because, you know, women, I won't go there tonight, today. Amen. So look at it. Why did Jesus give himself to the church? Why? So why do you, why did Jesus do that? Number one, he did it to sanctify her, to, to set her apart, to separate her. All right. He did it, number two, to cleanse her, to make sure that the, the church is clean. So today, me and you, we can boldly say we are children of God because of what God, through Christ, has done for us. He expects husbands to do the same thing for their wives. So look at it, to present him to himself. Now, when I was studying this scripture, reading, I've read it and read it. But you see, the, the key here is that Jesus, God, God is saying, you know, Jesus, the reason Jesus is doing all these things to the church is so that he, at the end, will present the church to himself. Now, so listen to me very carefully. Husbands, men, you know, whatever you are doing, okay, to your wife, it is a gift that you are presenting to yourself. Because whatever you want to receive will be as a result of what you have done. So, it's interesting. Because the reason Jesus is doing all this is so that he will present the church to himself. And he wants the church to be holy. So, if you want a holy wife, you have to make her a holy wife. Yeah, some of you are wondering, yeah. Yeah. So what is the application? What kind of wife do you have? Don't tell me now. What kind of family do you have? What kind of wife do you desire? What kind of family do you desire? You know, it's your desire. What kind of, what kind of church members do, do I desire? It's the desire. What do I have now? Yesterday I met with a man at lunch. By the way, thank you very much, those of you who came for the lunch. We had a good time. The lunch was good. I talked to some of the men who prepared it. But I'm sure, I mean, whatever it is, the lunch was very good. That we had a good time. And I was telling them, I told them, like the Kimfellas was telling them, look, these are the men that I have. These are the men. If they don't make it happen, it will happen. Yeah. If I don't challenge them to rise up to the occasion, to begin to dream big, to begin to dream, to dream beyond what they are doing, and then take courage and take steps and take the risk and produce and create the wealth, we will still stay the way we are because we can't go and take somebody else to become our man. Can I hear amen? amen. Can you just imagine with this Raptors team if we had one of the players a member of Living Word? Ah, and can you sit down anyway? But these things do not just happen. We, we are celebrating it. But go and ask, you know, people who saw it 20 years ago, saw these boys walking around the street, saw these guys walking in their homes, and as if they were worthless and useless, but they saw something beyond what the behavior that the guys were, were putting up. And that is the challenge. Now, friends, we don't have to just look at today. We have to look at the next 20 years. And that's why I'm so excited about the Rangers. Like, you see them here. We, we, we look at them as little, as small, as, as what? As small, 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 small kids. They are not. They carry potential. They 
the rest is for us to, to really look at them and then ask ourselves, how can we turn? Why, why do we want to see these guys in the, next, in the next 20, in the next 25 years? Where do we want to see them? Then we will invest in them. But if we don't dream that way, we'll just be around. They'll walk around us. They will grow up before we realize they have grown up and they don't even remember us. Yeah. So look at it. What kind of present do you want for yourself? You see, what do we want to present to ourselves in the next 20 years? From these children. What do we want to present to ourselves in the next 25 years? What do we want to present to ourselves? Do we want to present ourselves to ourselves? Do you want to present failure or you want to present doctors, lawyers, nurses? Want to pre- present soccer players, basketball players? You know, the World Cup is coming. What, what are we doing? Is there something? So, can, can't anybody dream and say, okay, let me just start some sports academy? What, what about, what, what are we doing? You know, we, you don't wait until the time comes and say, oh, I wish. I, no, you just have to look at the pictures, look into the future. I pray, I'm here this one to challenge men and say, look, love always. You can't have it perfect, but love always. Love the people always. Love your children always. Love your wife always. Love. I mean, sometimes she may not be lovable. Love her or like, love her like that. No, the reason I'm saying that is not because it's something that is difficult. It's simply because that is exactly what Christ has done for you. Because if you look at yourself and you wonder, why is, Christ, why is it that Christ still loves you as a man? Because sometimes look at the way you behave. But Christ still loves you. So you also have to do the same thing. So do it like Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Look into your bulletin. Love her. Give your all. Give your all for her. Sacrifice for her. Cleanse her. Sanctify her. Make her holy. Bring the best out of her. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So first of all, if you want to love always, you have to love as Christ loved the church. It's unconditional. Number two, love as Christ loved his own body. Now, how did Jesus do it? How did Jesus do it? He he loved his own body. How did he do it? Look at it. Husband, how do you love yourself? How do you love your bodies? You know, loving your wife equal to loving yourself. Sometimes if you think, you you think that, oh, no, I wouldn't love you. I would treat her some. No, whatever you do to her, you are doing to yourself. Because remember, it is whatever you are putting in is what you will get. So how did Jesus do it? Look at it. When you look at the scripture, Jesus loves it, but does not hate it. Jesus loves his body. He does not hate his body. Look at the second thing. Jesus nourishes it. He does not neglect it. Now, I want you to get it. Jesus cherishes it. He does not disrespect it. Now, so if you love your children, if you love your church, if you love your pastor, if you love your wife, you will, you, you will respect her, you will treat her well, you will not neglect her, you will take care of her, you will, I mean, you will do whatever you need to do to make sure that she glows with that light, when she beams with that brightness, wherever she goes, people wonder, yeah, this man, this is so-so-and-so's wife, yeah. Can I hear amen? amen? Now, if you are worshiping with us for the first time, I'm not, just, I'm not just lifting the women. Remember, this is Father's Day. We came from Mother's Day. And the women are to submit always. So once they are submitting always, and the men are loving always, there will be peace in the house. Yeah. Pastor will not have stress. Can I hear amen? Yeah. Pastor will not be solving problems every time. And my wife has thrown the blows. And my wife says, no, 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 submit, love. 
Can I hear amen? amen. Can I hear amen? amen? It's very interesting. So look at it. Look at the application. So husbands, what are we saying? Love your wives. Don't hate her. Sometimes there are things you will do that, you know, sometimes even they're talking. You know, sometimes they are talking they're, because women, sometimes they have special gifts. You know, the gift of talking. I won't give you statistics, but, you know, but, but love your wife. Don't hate her. Nourish your wife. Don't starve her. Nourish her. And then cherish your wife. Don't demean her. No, don't, don't demean her. Don't say evil things, bad things about her. I mean, she's not perfect. But she is your wife. It's like me, members of Living Well. Look, look, I am very, very, very proud of you guys. Look, because I can't go and take any members to be my members. Sometimes I go out there, I hear things. Things people say about that. Some of the things members are doing, living where members are doing what outside. You know, your members, look, they are this, they are that. I said, eh, Jesus loves them. That's why I love them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Eh, but so what should I say? Eh, don't worry. I'm for the church. That's the way they are. They are not being nice. Look, if I behave that way, I can't pastor you. The same thing. If, 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 if your house, if you don't appreciate your wife, appreciate your children, you can't be there. You just be there like roommates. Are you happy you came to church? Now, always. There are things we need to do always. And one of them is to love God always. Love God always. Love your wife always. Love her always. Can I do that always? Yes. Yeah. This is not marriage class. I would have gone somewhere. Three. Love as Christ loved his parents. Look, how did you do it? Now, it's very interesting when we read Philippians. Because of the way I've put the sentence. So that you think, oh, it's, it's wrong. No, it's not wrong. I intentionally did that. Because today, I want you as, if you're a man, I want you to know that the ultimate example you have is Christ. Because the world has no example for us. You can find one or two examples somewhere. But lift up Christ. Follow Christ. Look at how he did it. First of all, he loved his own body. He didn't hate the body. So he gave his body. He says, for a body you have given to me in Hebrews. Because Jesus knows that even his body is being given to him by his father. And he handed the body over to him. For him to use for the sins of the world. He did it. And, and you know... Any time you live this kind of love, according to Philippians, God will reward you. The Bible says, and God gave him a name above all names. When you are going through it, people will spite on you. People will insult you. People will think you are mad. People will say all sorts of things against you. But with time, the same people will turn around and ask you, how did you do it? And then you will tell them, when I, if, if I am foolish, I am foolish for Christ. That's what Paul said. Because you, you thought you were wise. The wisdom of this world, the Bible says, is foolishness. Foolishness. It is Christ. The key is Christ. Are you happy you came to church? He loved them. He, you know, so love as Christ loved his parents. How do you live? How do you live? The Bible says that for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father. And I believe you all know that living does not mean neglect your parents. Don't care about them. Don't take care of them. I know you know that that's not what it means. But what it means is that grow up. 
What it means is that physically you have to leave. There are some men, they, 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 are, they have left, but physically they haven't, they haven't left. Okay, mentally you have to leave. Socially you have to leave. There are some who have friends, and they marry, and they still attach and stick to their friends. And so their wives are no more their friends. No, but you, you have to know that your friend, your wife is your friend. That's the reason why God brought to her in your life in the, in the, in the first place. I know some people are wondering, oh, how can we do this? Yeah, that is the reason why you need God to help you do it. Because that is the way of God. That is the way of God. And when you do it God's way, you will be blessed. So physically, financially, you have to live. Socially, you have to live. Spiritually, you have to live. If you're a man, your first primary work and assignment is that you have to live, cleave to God, love God. With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your body. Love God and let us, let us peel over, manifest through your wife and your children and your family. Can I hear amen? amen. So look at it very carefully, the application. So what should the husband and the wife do? So I'm ending this by, by asking, what should the husband and the wife do? Uh, according to that, you know, Jesus, even though he was God, he left his father and came down on this earth and died for us. He left. Because he came with a purpose, with a vision. I, I'm encouraging you. Look, men, right, let us rise and let us live this life with a vision. The God-given vision. Jesus said marriage is a mystery. It talks about Christ and the church. And all the things he's doing is to make sure he sanctifies her, cleanses her, and presents her to himself as holy, pure at the end. And that is the assignment God has given to us on this earth. Physically, what God wants is that you take care, you sanctify, you cleanse, you, so that you can present her to yourself as a glorious prize. So whatever you are receiving in your room, in your home, is as a result of what you have put it in. Okay, don't worry. Don't forget, you have talked about submission already. You are talking about love, always. So put it in context. Those of you who are not here, go and watch that, that message. It's online. So you can understand that pastor is not biased. Can I hear amen? So look at, look at the application. So leave your parents. And then parents, if you have parents here, please leave them to marry. Yeah, allow them. Give them space to marry. There are some parents, their children have married, and it's like they are controlling the marriage. Yeah, leave them. They are adults. Can I hear amen? No, the parents in living world are not like that. No, as long as, as far as I know, they are not like that. They are leaving them. But leave them, okay? And then, look at it. What should husband and wife do? Hold fast to your wife. Hold fast. Don't let anybody take her out of your hands. <laughs> Billy, is, Billy is laughing. Hold her. Hold her fast. Hold your wife. Hold fast to your wife. Hold fast. And then look at it. Become one flesh with your wife. Now, one flesh is not just about nudity. One flesh is about transparency. Okay? It goes beyond that. You know, just be one. Just be one. I'm, sometimes people argue, should we have one bank account, three bank account, four bank account? I say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you have ten bank account or one bank account. If you are not transparent and you are not honest, you will fight even with one bank account. No, it, it is character. It is, it, is, it is no transparency. It is trust. It is knowing who you are. So what should husband and wives do? So look at it. So husband, 
Look at the point number four. Love your wife. Love her. Show her love. And then finally, the wives. Just pick one because, you know, uh, 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 the scripture, Paul tells us that way. So, wives, today is Father's Day. Respect your husbands. At least, I like what the MC said. At least, Father's Day, ah, he will hear some, uh, even though their kids will not buy flowers. <laughs> They know fathers don't like flowers. But at least. <laughs> so, wives, respect your husbands. And you have heard me preach. Because, look, women, respect is not your natural DNA. So, depend on Christ to help you respect. Especially when things are not going well in the house. Especially when the man loses his job. When the man makes a little mistake. That is where the woman's real you can come out. So women, today is Father's Day. Respect them. Amen. Amen. At least for today, show them some love. So let me, uh, let me ask you. Okay, I want to challenge you. What one thing can you do always to show love to your wife? And then I want to turn it around. So for fathers, I'm asking what one thing can you do to always show love to your wife? And then wives, please. What one thing can you do always to show respect to your husband? What one thing can you do? No, because see, the message, what is the significance of the message when you just hear and then we go and then we don't practice it? Are you getting the point? So I want to challenge and encourage all the mothers today. No, show respect by taking the fathers out. Today the fathers are not cooking. Do the fathers cook? Let's be on our feet. Thank you for your time. We pray that this message will continue to be a blessing in your life. Please visit us at livingwordag.org or whenever you are in the greater Toronto area, Ontario, Canada. This podcast is made possible through your generous donations. God bless you and keep you. Join us again soon.